What's up, everybody? This is Sean Mangoli, and you're listening to the Hopeland Church Podcast. My prayer is that you encounter God as a result of listening to this sermon today. Enjoy. What's up, everyone? Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Let's dive into the Word today. And so... Third Sunday of Advent, um, this is um, the celebration and anticipation of the birth of our Savior, Jesus. All right, and so um, we're gonna jump right in. Father, we thank you for today. Thank you for your word. Speak to us as you will, God. Lead us by the Holy Spirit. We depend on you. We lean on you. Lord, we need you. We need your word, we need your presence, we need your grace. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. All right, praise the Lord. Uh, so the third Sunday of Advent, you know, we're invited to reflect on the joy, come on, say it with me, everybody say joy. The joy we've, we have access to because of Jesus, all right? And so uh, this is uh, what they call um, joy here. The, this, the third candle is the shepherd's candle, all right? So we have, um, uh, last week we had peace, which was the angel's candle, uh, sorry, the Bethlehem candle, and then before that, hope, the, the um, prophet's candle. And so um, there we go. So we... we and I know some of the candles, even I was getting a little jumbled there in what I was telling you because sometimes it's hard to remember because sometimes in certain environments, they're, they're just um, loosely named other things too. So it's not, it's not a, um, uh, a deal breaker. You know what I mean? Uh, it's just different. But today, for all intents and purposes, this is, we're going to talk about joy and the shepherd's candle. All right, and so as you can see, just as we walk, go through Advent here, it's, it's, it's we walk through certain attributes of Jesus and what he has done for us, um, namely hope, week one, peace, week two, and now week three is joy. You can also see as we're reading through Luke, that is this is also kind of this chronological process leading up to the birth of Jesus. All right, so joy, the shepherd's candle. If you want to turn to your Bibles, Luke chapter two, verse 10 to 12. And verse 10 reads, then the angel said to them, do not be afraid for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. Good tidings of great joy. So this is what was said to the shepherds. Hence, joy um, being the shepherd's candle and so the shepherds rejoiced when they saw him, okay? And so verse 11, for there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord, and this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, swaddling clothes lying in a manger. Isn't this beautiful? The very story of Jesus, the, the, the history of the, uh, the most important Christmas of all is the, that it was this announcement of joy that, wow, God has come to earth. It's joy that, that, you know, the angels came and we bring you good tidings of great joy. And so this just says a lot about God, right? This says a lot about the gospel. 
good news. The gospel brings joy. Uh, the, the, the message of the cross brings joy. Uh, giving your life to Jesus is a joy. Walking with God is a joy. And the scripture um, tells us time and time again, just this, this importance of joy, this uh, importance of praise and worship and rejoicing in his presence. And so, hallelujah. All right, so this is this is beautiful. This is just a, I would say, like a um, a centerpiece. Uh, uh, like this is like a pillar in in the scripture, man. Joy, okay, joy. And so, um, in in throughout history, in the, in the Latin speaking church, um, they called this particular Sunday on their liturgical calendar um, Gaudete, Gaudete. Sunday in the, in the Greek Gaudete, um, and so that word in the Greek and sorry in the, in the in the Latin means joy, okay. And so um, just a little history for you. It's a Latin word for rejoice. Okay, this is the Sunday we rejoice. So we f focus on, meditate on, seek the Lord, and just you know meditate on this very attribute of God, which is joy. Okay. So, um, and the bottom line is, man, we rejoice because of what Jesus did. Okay. I know sometimes we associate joy with outcomes in our life and there's nothing wrong with that, but, um, outcomes are not the source of joy. Events are not the source of joy. Jesus is the source of our joy. Okay. Um, and I think we all know that, but sometimes I think, um, and there's nothing wrong with that. I believe God can answer prayer and it can produce joy. I believe that you can experience some kind of outcome um, in your life and be joyful. Um, nothing wrong with that. Uh, but at the end of the day, we must remember that we are not dependent on outcomes for joy. Jesus is our joy. And he can, in truth and in reality, truly be a joy to us. All right. So here we go. Quickly here. I'm going to, I'm just laying the foundation. I'm going to get, get into some stuff. But um, joy in the Greek um, is, um, is the uh, Greek word um, kara. And it, it's, it's spelled in Greek X-A-R-A, -A, kara. And this is where we get the same root word is charisma which speaks of gifts, spiritual gifts, as well as charis, which is the word grace or favor. And so these words are closely related. I find that fascinating. Joy, gifts, and grace, favor. They all kind of are tied into this root word, kara. And so, um, and this word in the Greek, it means to extend favor, to lean towards, be favorably disposed to, as this is kind of God to us. This is this is um, what God. When God leans towards us, we experience joy. When 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 God extends favor toward us, we experience joy. This is literally what it means. And so, for us as we're walking, and we're going to get into this a little bit. I want to give you the definition because it kind of can provide a foundation of what we're going to talk about. But um, when joy is by definition, when we experience joy because of Jesus, 
because of God in his presence, the Bible says, right, is the fullness of joy. At his right hand are, at his right hand, this is my right hand, at his right, as, at his right hand are pleasures forevermore. Okay, so joy truly is this. This is what it means. It, by definition, it is the awareness of God's grace. Okay, it is the awareness of God's grace. Okay, when we, when we, when we come into contact with God, when, when we encounter the grace of Jesus, joy, that's literally, that's what joy is. That, that, that's what it is. So, so at the birth of the Savior, it's like, man, I, we're bringing you good tidings of great joy. God, the birth of Jesus, the Savior coming, is leaning in your direction. And this is joy. God, in his very essence, there, there's joy. Okay, so so joy is lit. It's just the awareness of God's grace and favor, and it is. This is another way to say it. Joy is grace recognized. Grace recognized. All right, you've ever experienced the joy of the Lord, joy from God, joy in His presence, joy uh, from from just hearing the Word, joy from reading the Word, joy from just being in prayer and worship, all that, whatever it is. That you, that you have done or maybe haven't done, but God just showed up at some point in your life, you experienced joy, what is that? That is literally grace recognized. So um, here's the next point, and this is gonna tie into this. In Christ, we have access to joy. Okay, so in Christ, this is, this is accessible to us by way of the Holy Spirit, um, right? And, and the kingdom of God within us. The Bible defines the kingdom of God as being righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. So in Christ, we have access to joy. We have access to grace. God leaning in our direction. We have access to grace being recognized, favor, okay? Um, the Bible also speaks of in just kind of defining joy, it is joy unspeakable and full of glory, okay? So, so joy is accessible to us in Christ because it is very much who God is, okay? And so once again, I'm gonna say it one more time. In Christ, we have access to joy. This is an, an, the very essence of being a Christian. Joy is there. Christ, all right, grace, we're saved by grace, we're saved by caris, you know, we're saved by grace through faith, um, rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice, this is, this, this, this attribute of God is ours by way of Christ, Okay, and so Isaiah 65, Isaiah 65, verse 17 and 18. Um, Isaiah 65, verse 17 and 18, this, this chapter is speaking of, it's prophetic in speaking of the church or Christ coming and um, God doing this new thing and, um, and just the whole, the whole new creation reality in Christ. Like this is, this, or at least, part of this chapter in Isaiah 65. So I just pulled a couple verses out just to 
kind of show how even just the prophets were speaking of a joy and that joy was God giving us a new heart, right? The, 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 the redemption that the Messiah will bring, okay? So let's read it once again, Isaiah 65, verse 17 and 18. For behold, I create a new heavens and a new earth and the former shall not be remembered or come to mind. Verse 18, here it is. But be glad and rejoice forever in what I create. This is God talking through the prophet Isaiah. For behold, I create Jerusalem as a rejoicing. Here it is. And her people a joy. Okay, and I think uh, NLT, I believe, words it that the people of God shall be the source of joy. Now, it's not saying like that we in our humanity are the source of anything divine, but speaking of the Christ in us, that God would come and create and make us new creations. And we in Christ um, are created to be a people of joy. Why? Uh, because of grace, because of salvation, because of Christ in us, because we are now temples of the Holy Spirit. I mean, because of Jesus coming, giving his life for us, being buried, raised again the third day, ascending to the right hand of the throne of God, sending the Holy Spirit, we are now temples of the Holy Spirit. We have been created in Christ to be a people of joy. And so here is my next point, folks, that joy is a new creation reality. It is a new creation reality. What do I mean by new creation? I mean in Christ. If, you know, 2 Corinthians 5.17, um, it's not necessarily in my notes, but it's just coming to mind. If any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And throughout a couple of letters, Paul reiterated talking about that we lay aside the old man, put on the new man, okay? And so theologically speaking, um, in Christ, joy is interior, not exterior. It's, it's literally from him and a part of who he is. And he is in us and the kingdom is in us. And the kingdom uh, is three things. It is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So joy, once again, this is a new creation reality. Um, this is the result of the atonement, okay? Um, when we speak of uh, regeneration, right, which is a benefit of the atonement, it's a benefit of the shed blood of Jesus. It's a benefit of what he did for us, regeneration. By definition, you know, uh, the washing, the Bible says like the washing and regeneration of the Holy Spirit. So regeneration is something that God has done supernaturally to us, our spirit, our soul, our very being, our, in, our, our very spirit being. We are spirit beings our, and we have been regenerated. And that word simply means new soul. Okay, we are a new creation. Okay, um, the, the, the prophets of old pro prophesied and they said that, uh, that you shall be given a new heart, right? And so uh, I have been given a new heart. I am truly a new person in Christ, okay? And so joy is like, um, for lack of a better phrase, um, 
You know, joy is part of the package, if you will, right? It's, 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 it's within salvation, okay? So th this is something of who God is. This is something of what God does for us. This is something, this is a benefit of God in us. It is a benefit of the cross. It is a benefit of being a believer. It is a benefit of walking with God, joy, all right, joy, okay, and so we got, there's a lot of verses in the scriptures about joy, okay, it is all over the place, in the Greek, as we already read the definition, kara, God leaning towards us, favor, grace recognized, hallelujah, okay, and so here we go, as we continue with this, I just wanted to emphasize, and if you notice, I did this last week, in just talking about peace, just this is who God is, but then what we're going to do shortly here is talk about how do I walk in this? How do I, because it's one thing to be given in, um, these benefits. It's one thing to have access to the benefits. And it truly is another thing to walk in, them, right? Um, and I get sometimes, um, you know, it's hard to differentiate the two, you know, because you can just encounter Jesus one day and just joy just explodes in your heart and soul and you're laughing and crying and you are literally in a state of like just absolute and utter completeness and satisfaction in his presence. And, but then there's gonna be times where you're walking through trials and as James said, you know, count it all joy, right? When you face various trials and he's talking about just going through tough times and hard moments, we still can have joy because joy is the result of Jesus in us. It's a result of who he is. Um, more than anything, not we ourselves, right? So here's my next point. Um, joy distinguishes us, okay? As I'm talking about this, just talking about what, who God is, what he's done for us, and who we are in him. Positionally, right? Positionally, joy is a new creation reality. Positionally, joy distinguishes the believer. It doesn't make us we're better than we're uh, you know this isn't a, this isn't a cause or some kind of platform for pride or, or or ego or spiritual pride or loftiness or haughtiness or anything like that and we don't this isn't a cause to look down on others but because it is the very nature of God and He is in us our lives ought to be distinguishable and one of those distinguishing factors or a differentiating factor of a believer is joy. Does that mean you're smiling and you're goofy all the time? No, but joy, favor, grace recognized, rejoicing, praise, shouting, singing, dancing. That is the result of truly encountering Christ and, and experiencing the love grace, power of God in Christ. Joy is a reality of the believer. Okay, so one of the defining factors, defining characteristics of a Christ follower is their joyful demeanor. And I understand sometimes it's not in our demeanor, right? <laughs> right? It's not always there. You can't always see it, but that is a distinguishing factor. Uh, people in your family, in your world, in your life, in your workplace, 
in, in, in the marketplace where you come and go, because of Jesus, joy ought to be recognizable in and on your life. Can I get an amen, somebody? So what am I saying? Let's not allow the struggles of this year, right? The struggles of this day, this month, this week, this day. Don't let the struggles of the moment steal the exceedingly great joy we have because of Jesus. Joy distinguishes us. Can I get an amen, somebody? All right? Joy distinguishes us, and joy is a new creation reality. Psalm 89, verse 15 and 16. Psalm 89, verse 15 and 16 reads, blessed are the people who know the joyful sound. He's talking about God's people here, folks. He's talking about God's people. Who are these people? They walk, O Lord, in the light of your countenance. All right, they walk, O Lord. We're talking about God's presence. People that walk in God's presence, people that walk with God, they know the joyful sound. That joyful sound, folks, it is a sound of praise. It's a sound of thanksgiving. It's a sound of worship. It's a sound of, of, of the word of the Lord. It is, it is, you know, we, we, we know the joyful sound. Come on, somebody. It's a sound of shouting. Um, it's a sound of worship, of praise. And blessed are the people who know the joyful sound. They walk, O Lord, in the light of your countenance. Verse 16. In your name, they rejoice all day long. Come on, somebody. And in your righteousness, they are exalted. This is the kind of people we're talking about here, right? What am, I, what am I saying? I'm just reiterating here that joy is a new creation reality, all right? And joy distinguishes us. It differentiates us. Um, people need joy. And I'm telling you, the people in your world need to see the joy of the Lord on your life. Okay, they need to see it. Because, you know why? Because they need it. What is joy? True joy, authentic joy? It is grace. It is favor. It is God's very presence. What is joy? It is the kingdom of God. We associate the kingdom of God with so many other things. But come on, let's just get back to the Bible here. And I understand you could speak of the kingdom as in these broader terms and this and that. But come on now, let's just look at the Bible. The kingdom of God is within us. Why? The Holy Spirit is within us. Why? The word, the seed of the word has been planted in our heart. And so what is that? Scripturally, the kingdom of God, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Some people say, man, I just want, I want to manifest the kingdom. I want, to, I want to expand the kingdom. I'm telling you, you know what? You know how you expand the kingdom? Is walk in the joy of the Lord. <laughs> Come on now. All right? And so I want, to, I want to give you some things here. So now I want to just give you some stuff that maybe these might even look very practical. So like I did last week, talked about peace and who God is, but we also talked about the practical things. I talked about being a peace practitioner, right? Like how do I operate in this? What can I do in faith and in my walk to, to step into these things, to activate this stuff in a sense, okay? Because why? Faith without works is dead. So I wanna give you some works, if you will, Okay, that can help you live out and walk and actually actualize joy in your life. And so, okay, um, this isn't exhaustive or comprehensive, but I'm going to give you three things that are what I call joy stirs. Stirs, meaning it stirs up joy. Okay, it can kind of 
excite the joy of the Lord that's in you. All right, here's the first one. Uh, this is a joy stirrer, stirrer, okay? And it's authentic connection. And what I mean by that is relationships with people, okay? So authentic connection. You know, Paul told the, the, uh, the Thessalonian church, the first Thessalonians, and he spoke to that church while he was on the run from the authorities. He wrote them a letter and said, man, you guys are uh, our glory and joy. And so his authentic connection with them gave him joy in very hostile environment, okay? Um, and so there is something to be said about um, authentic connection with people, the right people, God's people in your life. It will stir joy in you. Why? Grace is there. Favor is there. God's presence is there. We need God's people. We need authentic connection with people. When Mary... After she encountered the angel, a few days later, she goes into Elizabeth's house. When she walked up in that house, Elizabeth's baby jumped. We John the Baptist, she filled with the Holy Spirit. Uh, the baby was, you know, in her womb, filled with the Holy Spirit from the womb. And they start encouraging each other. They, I mean, then Mary just starts to um, pronounce this song of praise. And uh, man, they both had these unique, powerful encounters with God, supernatural childbirth, right? Supernatural pregnancies, both of them. They get in the same room and the baby starts jumping. And so we got to get around people that causes our baby to jump. The very thing that God put in us, we need to get around people that cause that thing to be stirred up. And it's a joyous. It was a joy. They weren't jealous. They weren't they weren't jealous of each other. They weren't nitpicking each other. They, they were just engaged and she ended up staying there a few months. I mean, that's a beautiful picture of authentic connection on a spiritual level with people produces joy. Here's the next one. Here's a joy stirrer, discovering your spiritual gifts. And, and that always points to serving others. I am telling you, those go hand in hand. They're one and the same. We serve others best when we discover what God put in us. We serve them through the grace, once again, the connection of joy and spiritual gifts is very profound in the scripture. It's pretty much the same exact word. There's something about discovering what God put in us, spiritual gifts, charis, charisma, and the joy that comes as a result of operating in them. We find joy in serving others. If we're only serving ourselves, that will kill the joy in our life. So many times in the midst of a trial, if, and this is just my own story, when I'm in the midst of a trial and I just stay obedient to what God's called me to do and I operate in my gifts and I continue to just put myself in the place God has called me to do to serve others in some capacity, I find joy there. Sometimes in the worst of things, in, in maybe just spiritual warfare in my mind, the doubts, the pressure, the stress, the fear, whatever it is I'm going through in my mind, when I find myself walking, as we just read that verse in Psalms, walking in the light of his countenance, staying in the will of God, showing up to my post, if you will, I find joy there when I discover and serve others and walk in the spiritual gifts God has given me. Here's the third one, time in God's presence. Okay, I think this goes without saying. And I was like, man, I want a third one. And I, I think that's probably the absolute most important thing. And I believe we find God and his presence in authentic connection with his people. We find God and his presence in operating in our spiritual gifts. And we find um, joy just in his presence. And what, what I mean by this specifically is personal, private, intimate time with Jesus. 
um, because he ultimately is a source of joy. In his presence is the fullness of joy. Okay, so time in God's presence. Um, so if you break these three things down, joy stirs. There's three things here. It's people, right? Purpose and presence. People, purpose, and presence. These three intersecting. These three, these, in a sense, these elements, these wheels turning in your spiritual journey. The right people. Um, and you doing the right thing, right? The God thing, the spiritual gifts, the, the, the purpose on your life. And then you seeking God personally in his presence. I am telling you, the, the joy of the Lord that will be stirred in your spirit when you are connected to the right people, you're in your purpose and you are in his presence. People, purpose, and presence. Joy in Christ is there. All right, so here we go. Now, uh, Jude chapter one, verse 24. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. I'm gonna read it one more time. Jude chapter one, verse 24. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. Okay, so God's able to keep you. And we see in this verse that we're gonna have an exceeding joy when we step through the other side of this natural world into eternity with God. And so we can walk in joy now and God's going to keep you from stumbling. You're gonna go through things, there's gonna be trials, but let me encourage you today. My Bible says that he is able to keep you from stumbling and he's gonna present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. All right, now we're gonna talk about some joy killers. All right, so we talked about some joy stirs. Now we're gonna talk about some joy killers, some things that kill joy, that, that can squash the joy. And we don't want that. We don't want our joy squashed. So I'm um, just going to share a few. There's a lot of different aspects and approaches to, um, yeah, what can steal my joy. But these are just things I just felt specifically to share. And so um, maybe because I personally have experienced some of these, maybe these are a little little more personal in my own experience. So I, my prayer is that it helps you out. So the first one here, joy killers, is stubbornness. Now, I know that there can be a stubbornness that God uses, but I'm talking about pride, um, you know, just um, hard-heartedness, um, unwilling to budge, unwilling to reconcile. And I am telling you, when we just lock down in our stubbornness um, towards a person or even maybe the will of God for our life, we that will kill the, the true joy that God wants to bring us. Um, there's joy in obedience. There's joy in authentic connection with others. And stubbornness shuts down connection with God and others. And really, it's pride. And I'm really speaking about just pride. And I know you can apply pride to so many other things. But specifically here, I want to share just about stubbornness. It's like, you know, in James, and speaking of the wisdom that is from above, it says it is first pure and it is also willing to yield and so when we have an unwillingness to yield to the Lord in an area of our life and to really surrender something or just follow his direction or an unwillingness to just work with somebody else or just 
maybe to put your own interests aside for the sake of the relationship with the person. You know what I mean? In those times, and I'm not talking about yielding to abuse or yielding to something that's going to be detrimental to you or even your spiritual life. I'm not speaking of that. I'm just speaking of those things where it's our own pride and, and whatever that is like, no, I'm going to do what I want. You know what I mean? So pride, uh, stubbornness, it's, it's a joy killer. Here's the next one, comparison. Comparison is a joy killer. We talked about this one at length in our Not um, Good series. Uh, but instead, in comparison, this is what happens. Um, one minute, you're super stoked. You're cool. You're, you, you've got the joy of the Lord about where you are, what you have, and what you're doing, and who you're with. All the things that we get caught up in comparison, we start comparing those things, where we are, what we're doing, what we have, and who we're with to other people. And it brings us down, right? And so instead of being excited about where you are, you're vengeful about where they are. And that is not of God. It, it really, if we really want to look at this theologically, it is idolatry. And so comparison, we got to shut that down. Why? Because it's a joy killer. It's a joy killer. So stubbornness, comparison, here's the next one. You might not, um, this might be a little bit of a surprise to some, but I, I really felt this in my heart to share that also a joy killer is our comfort zone, okay? Some people might be like, no, nah, I'm pretty comfortable, man. This is joyful, right? No, but I can understand, but there's a reason why we call it a comfort zone, right? Because it's, it's like we stay in this place that is comfortable to our flesh, our own liking, even if God's trying to pull us out of it, God's trying to lead us out of it so we can grow. Uh, but we're like, we like the insulation. And I know comfort zone could be such a broad thing and it can be applied to wherever people are. But I am telling you, if you walk with God for any time at all, God is in the business of kind of getting us out of our comfort zone. Whether it's just the will of God, the call of God, serving others, relationships, and that can apply to just being in relation with people that are just kind of uncomfortable to you, they don't fit in your ethnicity, your background, your neighborhood, the color of your skin, the socioeconomic status, whatever, and you find yourself around people that are totally different than you, and you're like, well, but it's like, it's, it's God's doing something in the midst of that, and so, but our own selfishness, and I'm speaking of, when I say comfort zone, I mean just we're just being selfish. We're just being kind of more self-driven and consumed. We're kind of just following the flesh instead of the spirit, right? We all struggle with this at times. And, you know, the Bible says we're self-seeking that exists. There's, there's confusion in every evil work. And so, man, confusion and all this is the fruit of us just refusing to leave the comfort zone. I'm telling you, the comfort zone is a joy, is a joy killer. We must allow God to deal with our own control issues. Can I get an amen? Right? So let's, instead of creating our comfort to this extreme where we're just locked into this comfort zone, let's seek God for comfort from the Holy Spirit instead of controlling, trying to control everything so we feel comfortable. Somebody say amen. So what am I saying? Let's allow God to stretch us so we can grow. You know, it's like a rubber band, right? If I had a rubber band, you know, a rubber band, you just look at it as it is and nothing, it's not stretched. It's like, okay, that's the capacity. And a rubber band that's not stretched that much, 
we were wrapping around like um, maybe let, let, as an example, let's say we wrapped it around some empty Coke cans, right? Because you know, and say we wrapped it around one, it could fit some rubber bands probably could fit around the actual like soda can, right? But God wants to stretch us. And if we stretch that rubber band, it's, I'm just throwing this out there, we could probably fit five to seven cans and even a small rubber band. And so what am I saying? Is, is, is getting out of comfort zone, allowing God to stretch us a little bit, allowing God to break our stubbornness a little bit, right? Uh, you know, and breaking out of that comparison trap, right? That when God stretches us, his heart is that our capacity grows. We, and the idea behind this is that we develop like that little rubber band, when it is stretched, it can carry more, right? It has more capacity. And so why does God stretch us? Why does God want us out of the comfort zone? Because he wants us to um, grow and develop and carry more, all right? He wants us to grow, all right? So I'm gonna end with this. Isaiah 49, verse 13. Isaiah 49, verse 13. Sing, O heavens, be joyful. O earth, break out in singing, O mountains, for the Lord has comforted his people. The Lord has comforted. The Lord, we got some awesome music going down the street over here. But for the Lord has comforted his people and will have mercy on his afflicted. Hallelujah. The joy of the Lord is your strength and you have access to joy because of Jesus. God bless you. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. And my prayer is that you go out there and you change your world through the power of Jesus Christ. If you're ever in the LA area, join us for one of our weekend gatherings and follow us on social media and check out our website at hopelandla.com. Peace.